Good day, listeners. Welcome back to The Growth Equation. I'm Clay Skipper. I'm joined by only one fellow Growth Equation member today. So it is, drumroll please, Steve Magnus. Welcome, Steve. And now I feel like the pressure is on. There's no sidekick Brad to swoop in. So it's just you and I, Clay. <laughs> well, you can ask Brad how he's doing and we'll get the same response that we get even when he is here, which is <laughs> silence. <laughs> that is true. How you doing, Brad? Oh, okay, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We've we've got the requisite, you know, understanding of how Brad is. Onto the show. Onto the show. Um, no, we're in all seriousness, we miss Brad, of course, but he can't be here today. So it'll be the two of us. Uh, and we will try not to make it entirely about running. Um in in Brad's in honor of Brad. But you, you, you know, I got I gotta say though, Clay, we did our our end of year review on listeners for the podcasts and the most like downloaded show was my exercise rant which was basically running and then our most shared show was our interview with Stu McMillan track coach extraordinaire so i'm just saying i know Brad's not here so i can i can talk trash but the people seem to love the exercise and running. So, you know, maybe we should just lean into it. That's all I'm saying. If you're like not it. a runner, don't worry. We'll we'll cover you as well. But just saying. Well, while we're here real quick, just is there a, is there a thought about running? Something about running you've been thinking about recently? I mean, I'm always thinking about running, Clay. Um, what have I been thinking about? You know, here's here's what I've been thinking about lately on the running front is I think, and maybe this is, I'm biased because we I spend too much time on social media, but man, do we overcomplicate the crap out of it? Mm. Is I'm looking on social media and there's like all these magic workouts and like, you need to be doing this, you need to do that. And, you know, if you look at the successful runners, either pro college, like recreational, they basically do 90 5% of the same stuff, which is like, you know, get a decent volume of, of running in, whatever you can handle, do one or two hard workouts a week, go in a long run there and keep things relatively easy so you can recover and, and handle that. And if you do that, you're going to get most of the way there. <laughs> so, you know, that's my thought. If you're, if you're stressing, if your workout is magical and perfect, like just, just chill, like, Get the consistent stuff over the long haul. Yeah, I like that thought a lot. We just I just spoke to Damian Warner, uh, who is a the reigning gold medalist in the decathlon, and he is a, will be a future interview on the growth equation. But it was he's been he first competed in decathlon, I think had success in 2010-ish, I want to say. I could have the wrong, it might be 2012. But he then won the gold in 2021. So either way, it's been He's been doing it for like 14 years. And so he's somebody who very much was interesting to talk to him because he very much practices the consistency is the most important thing. And he talked a lot about how he realized he was surprised to realize that you didn't have to have like a perfect practice every time and you shouldn't be hitting your he's like, a lot of people are hitting personal bests in practice. And I'm like, that's not how you should be doing it. Like you should just con just focus on raising the floor, staying consistent, stacking good days. 
And you don't need to go out and win a gold medal every time you practice. You just need to stay consistent. I thought that was interesting to hear from someone who has won a gold medal. So it's clear that it works, you know? I love it. That way they don't just have to hear us, uh, you know, has been in, in amateurs <laughs> saying stuff. You've, you've got a gold medalist in probably the hardest event. And I, I'll, I'll just go out and say it. Hardest event of all sports. Like, yeah. 10 events spread over two days, like you're, you know, from sprinting to jumping to pole vault to running the 1500, it's got everything covered and you got to be pretty dang good at all of them. So that, that warms my heart. I can't wait for that interview because like, here we go. Best in the world of being an athlete is telling you consistency, stack those good days. So let's do it. Well, to bring it back to the amateurs and the has-beens, um, and in the, sort of in the spirit, actually, of your masterclass, uh, I think this would be a good time. This will be, you know, this will come out, I think, like mid-December. And so this is, and maybe I'm I'm projecting, but hopefully my experience will uh, be similar to other people's experience. Sort of a weird time health-wise. Like the, this, the slide from Thanksgiving happened, now we're going to the end of year holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah. And I feel like it can be a very strange time for people to know how to handle that, whether they have been consistent all year and now they're being a little bit inconsistent because the routine is changing or even if the routine's not changing, like I live in New York and now it's like really cold and windy and dark. And it's like, am I really going to stick to my running plan when I could just, when the light, you know, the sun goes down at 4 PM or for people who haven't been consistent and throughout the year and are looking for a spark at the beginning of the new year. I think this is a time where people are having lots of thoughts about health and maybe struggling to figure out what to do with this period. So we can talk through some specific examples, Steve, but I'd be first be curious, like what your general thoughts are on how to approach this sort of weird limbo period. If it's like be consistent with your workout, if it's like just focus on getting more sleep and nutrition. I'm curious how you think about that. Yeah. So I think, I think number one is be kind to yourself. Because the holidays kind of like they're great, but from a standpoint is they knock us out of the thing that that we've done for the last 11 months, right? We're used to a certain routine. We're used to going to work. We're used to maybe not traveling as much and only for vacation or what have you. And now, you know, maybe you're traveling to see your family. Maybe you're staying with your family. Maybe you're in a new city. Maybe, you know, you're not cooking your meals anymore or what have you, like you're eating out and you're eating with family and you're having that wonderful Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, brunch, leftover combination. And I think it just throws us for a loop. And if you are the type who's like that type A routine driven, et cetera, like it can really kind of throw you off. And what you don't want to do if you're that kind of person is go from like all in routine to my routine is disrupted and like, what the hell, right? The what the hell effect that you know you are going to talk about on this podcast coming up. So, listeners, if you want to know know more, more episodes coming there. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of lower the bar a little bit and be kind to yourself. Like, accept some sort of disruption so that you don't go from a hundred to zero, and instead go from maybe a hundred to eighty where you still got the passing grade. So I, I think that's step one is like, be kind to yourself. I like that. And then do you like, for someone who's in the opposite end of the spectrum, who isn't going from 100 to zero, but has maybe hovered 
at something less than a hundred throughout the year and is now feeling like, okay, in the new year, I want to really sort of up my regimen. I, I want to make some changes. Is there an argument to be made for they should start now instead of waiting till January 1st? You know what I mean? Like to give themselves a little bit. It's almost like when you're to bring it back to running, doing a track workout, like instead of starting cold, like do a little jog. So when you start the, the, the 400, you have a little bit of momentum. Yeah. You know, the, the thing I like to say here is um, during the holidays, we often have time off from work, right? Um, and often that's spent traveling or with family or what have you. But what that often does is it, it gives you a little bit more space to introduce things. So I would look at it as if you're you're looking for a change and you've got the new year coming up and we've got this big marker and we know that a lot of times people start exercise habits on the new year and then a month later they're gone. Um, one of the things you, you can do is kind of prime yourself for it. So instead of saying January 1, here I come, Say, hey, I've got these maybe two weeks in the holidays. Um, what can I do? The lowest kind of common denominator, the simplest thing to start introducing this a little bit. And that could be as simple as, you know, forget exercising. I'm going to go for walks. Like if you want to take up running, maybe your thing to do during the holidays is Take a walk with the family, with the dog, with the grandparents, with the kids, whoever you can wrangle out there and say, hey, three to four days a week, we're going to go on a 30-minute plus walk. And your goal is then to get this where you, okay, you've got this kind of, I've been walking for 30 minutes, you know, four days a week. Well, when New Year's comes, you can now kind of translate that into, I'm going to introduce like a walk jog. And again, very simple. Maybe it's a minute on every couple minutes. Something that is so simple and easy that it's not really exercise. It's more kind of like, you know, I'm taking the dog. Like it's play, right? It's time away from my computer or wh- whatever have you, the busy life that I that I live. And I think that's often a much easier way to start because it like puts it in your day somewhere and it just kind of becomes comes a little bit routine so that when you get to the serious stuff like it's already there and it's easier to kind of make that transition i like the word the 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 aspect of play i think is a good way to think about it too cuz even even if you don't know what you want to do like you don't know you want to start a running habit you could use this time as a bit of an experiment, right? Because the days are the pro- like you could embrace the fact that you don't have a routine right now. And so it's like, maybe I will try my hand at walking, running, but maybe I'll also go to the gym, see if I can get into lifting or see if I can get into yoga and see what you actually like. Because I think a big problem with behavior change, which we put this arbitrary, I mean, I guess it's there is something about the fresh start effect in a new year to change your behavior. But we have this arbitrary idea that like we have to change in January. And I think that puts so much pressure on people. And if they don't know what they want to do in January and they go to the first couple of weeks feeling like, oh, this doesn't quite feel right. Like, and then they fall off, then they get really discouraged and the whole year can start like with bad momentum. And so this could be an opportunity for you to like experiment with different things to play and see what you like so that going into the new year, it's a little bit more targeted and focused. You know, I think the number one mistake people make when trying to introduce an exercise habit is they go for like optimization or efficiency. <laughs> 
So they go, oh, I heard that this exercise burns the most fat or the most calories or tones my muscles the most. And this is what I'm going to do because it's the most efficient or whatever have you. That's a horrible way to do things. It's a horrible way to introduce things. Why? Because you want something that is sustainable. And if it's going to be sustainable, it has to be a little bit enjoyable, right? It has to be, again, that aspect of play. The reason that you know I still like running is it's enjoyable to me. I like going out and doing an easy run or a, a moderate workout or what have you because like even though I'm not training for something, it gives me that peace of mind, that space, that ability to kind of experience a little fatigue. Like that's play to me. So for listeners, just like you said, like experiment. What I would say is use this time to dabble. If you can try running, try biking, try walk jogging, try going in the gym. If you're scared of the gym, don't even go to the gym. Just go find some heavy stuff, fill up a backpack with some books, and then just like lift those. It's simple stuff. You know, do some body weight exercises in the backyard. Like this isn't complicated. Do some yoga, whatever you want to do. This isn't complicated. Try some things and see, hey, is this enjoyable or is it not? And I think the other part that that comes to introducing exercise habit like this is also I think people have a misconception where they think, oh, exercise has to be painful. (laughs) And if it was painful, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, if every run I did was painful... I would quit running. I would not I would not be a runner. I would think it would be miserable, right? But the secret is and I'm sure it's the same way with you Clay is that you know, 80 probably 80% of the runs that I do I could have a conversation just like we're having right here. And often I I do when I run with others or friends. Like it's enjoyable because it's easy. And then that easy allows me to kind of play with the hard stuff where it's like, okay, let's let's see what it feels like to push a little bit. Let's see what it feels like to run up and down some hills. And it becomes more enjoyable than like, oh my gosh, every day I'm gonna get out of breath. Every day I'm gonna my legs are gonna be burning and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a thought of like I want to quit. Like that would just suck. So in this kind of dabbling experience, like make it easy. Right? Go for that walk jog. Put more space or rest between if you're lifting things. Like, don't think I have to go from one exercise to the next. You know, don't like watch a YouTube video for a couple minutes if you want to like give yourself some space and rest, whatever it takes, so that it's it it gets a little of like, hey, is this enjoyable doing this activity instead of like, you know, finding ourselves in this kind of miserable zone of like I'm working kind of hard and it kind of sucks. Yeah, along with that, because I think that the you're so right that people are just they make it so we glorify the sort of the 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 pain in a way. And you're right, it's just not it's not sustainable. And like again, if you're trying to think for 2024, that is a long time. That's 12 months. And so even if the first six to eight weeks you might feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, you still have like 10 more months to go. And the 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 more the smoother you make this transition from not doing something to doing something, 
the the more sustainable and long lasting it's going to be, the longer the tail is going to be. So I think it's a really important point. The other thing that comes to mind for me is this idea of just doing something rather than nothing. That's something that I have, I think a lot about, especially when I get to, I'm, I'm lucky. I, my body has stayed pretty healthy and I've, I've been able to be pretty consistent with how I exercise, but oftentimes I'll get to the end of a day where things got backed up and I couldn't, couldn't do everything I wanted to. And I'm exhausted and, and I'm like, okay, I can't do the workout I was planning, but I'm like in the back of my head, I hear a little voice. It's like, something's better than nothing. Right? Like set your, I have a a watch I usually wear and like set it for 10 minutes and just like stretch or just do anything to get some blood flowing. I think that's a great, like a good reminder in the, in this time of year too. You know, I love that. And I do the same thing. I I call it like, you got to have your backup plants. Which is, and you mentioned the weather, like if it's miserable out and I'm just running to run, like chances are I might not get out the door. You know, if I was training for something, sure, I might have that motivation. But if it's absolutely miserable, like it might take a ton of motivation to get out the door in the in the freezing rain or whatever it is. Um, so instead, like lower the bar and have that something, like have the backup, have the circuit training you can do in your house have the you know the jump rope or or whatever it is that you can do on on command like just have the walk that you can go on instead of the run if the run seems too demanding or the bike seems too demanding like have something that is a backup so that you can kind of negotiate because it, it it feels better when you get something in and it it gives a little bit more of a I don't know, just kind of like ingraining that habit or that evidence. And the the other thing that I'd say that kind of gets on uh, what we were just talking about earlier is, you know, the easy stuff allows you to appreciate the hard much more. And what I mean by that, so if I was coming off, I remember coming off a long injury and was just not in shape whatsoever um, for myself. And I remember jumping back in like, oh, I'll do something moderately hard relatively quickly. Well, anything that was beyond kind of very easy all felt hard. And that's the case when you're you're getting into something, right? If I just go a little bit beyond, everything feels hard. Everything almost feels like, you know, uh, I'm I'm hitting near max. When instead you take the time to do the easy stuff in running terms, we call it build a base, but it applies to everything. What happens is you get nuance between the heart. So instead of going from, you know, a a four out of 10, then you jump to everything feeling like a nine or a 10 out of 10. When you have the background behind you, like you get to know the nuance. Things can feel a five out of 10, a six out of 10, a seven out of 10. Like you have that variation. And I think far too often, we don't take the time to kind of build that foundation so that we can appreciate the nuance of the hard workouts um, so that everything doesn't just feel feel hard. So I realize this takes a long-term approach versus the short-term, but if you're struggling with like, hey, exercise is supposed to hurt, like, well, I don't need to go into the pain cave to give value. Set yourself a timer, say... For the next six, eight weeks, like, you know, the Steve guy and this Clay guy say, like, hey, just be patient. And that patience will pay off because, like, once you get through that period, the hard stuff becomes funner 
Because it's not just, oh, everything feels nebulously really hard. You have nuance there. And when there's nuance, it's more like play because you get to vary the intensities and vary the recoveries and vary the efforts or the speeds and realize like, oh, I'm kind of in control here and I get to have a little bit of fun with this versus just I'm going hard today and hard just sucks. Bring it back to the short term too. I think I'm just thinking of an experience that I had during the pandemic that basically gyms are shut down, right? And we couldn't, there was nothing we could do. And at the time I was uh, working at GQ and we were filming this video series where I, the the premise of the series was like, I try a, what for an, a professional athlete is a routine feat, but for someone like me, a, a average schmo would be very difficult. So like I tried kicking a 30 yard field goal. I tried competing in an NBA three point competition, but the pandemic happened and we couldn't do any of that. We couldn't even go to gyms or anything. And so the, the thing that I ended up doing, and I don't know if I would have done this if I didn't have the external like structure of, of a GQ video forcing me to do it, but I decided like how many pushups can I do? with a month of training. And it was cool. Cause like you got to see, there were all these standards of like, there's a military standard. There's a, a New York fireman standard, but it was just very, what was fun about it was it like allowed me to do something I never would have imagined. And it allowed me to be creative in a way that was like, and it gave me a goal to work towards. Um, and I think having that sort of like short term, goal to work towards and also like being creative with your workouts. Like I think we can get stuck in, oh, I've got to, I've got to run because Steve and Clay talk about running or I need a deadlift because Brad talks about deadlift, but like figure out what you like to do and you can make your own sort of like exercise. Right. So for me, I often think of, I love to run and I love body weight exercises. So when I heard about this thing in CrossFit called the Murph, which is you run a mile, then you do a hundred uh, pull-ups, you do 200 push-ups and you do 300 body squats and you run another mile. Now that's very hard and they all do it with a 20 pound weight vest. But I was like, that's a cool thing that combines a lot of stuff that I enjoy. So maybe I'll go out and try run a mile and I might do a hundred push-ups, 200 body weight squats and 300 sit-ups because I can't do a hundred pull-ups and do another mile. And maybe I'll do that on the first of the month and time it. And maybe I'll do it two or three times a week and then I'll time it again at the end of the month. And it's just like fun for me to do something that's a little bit creative. You're repatterning because you're trying something new. So you're learning new strategies. You're learning more nuance. And it just gives you like a little bit of a thing to work towards. And it gets you out of your usual rut and your and your routines in a way that I think is helpful. I, I love that. And what it also reminds me of is like use your environment. Yeah. So, you know, for example, you know, for me... We live uh, a mile from a nice park. So if I'm struggling with stuff, I'll just be like, ah, I'm going to jog the mile to the park and then I'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Cause I can make it to the mile to the park. Cause like that for me, that's, that's easy for you. It might be something else. Right. Um, and then you get to the mile into the park and you can say, oh, there's a hill here. Maybe I'll run some hills. Oh, there's a flat you know, um, you know, path, maybe I'll do something on this. Oh, there's some trails I could run on. I'll do this. And sometimes it's, it's exactly what you said. Oh, there's a playground with some benches and other stuff. I can get creative and do some, some squats and some dips and some pull-ups and some push-ups and like create a circuit out of that yep. where I've now, and then once I'm done with the circuit, I'll jog the mile home. So now I've got some quote unquote endurance aerobic stuff plus some strength stuff. And I think, you know, the more we can use our environments 
as well to kind of get through that motivation, the better off you are. So the other kind of trick I, I use is if I'm struggling with getting out the door, I say, you know what? I haven't been at a, a new park or I've wanted to explore this trail or now like I'm going to go when it's kind of dusk and go look at Christmas lights in the fancy part of the neighborhood or whatever it is. Like use the environment to kind of like get you going. Um, and often that that can kind of fuel that motivation to to kind of, you know, get you out the door. Let's bring this forward to the new year. So if people are starting to think about building a new exercise regimen in, in the new year, or as we've talked about heading into the new year, and you had to write, we've talked, this is something that's been discussed before, but I think it's worth revisiting because this is the time of year when people need to hear reminders that there are a few main foundational practices that you should have. So if you were thinking about writing an index card, Steve, that was like the main ways that people should think about establishing an exercise regimen, what would you put on that that index card? Oh, gosh. Um, so we're talking general fitness, right? General fitness, yeah. Okay, just general fitness and health. Okay, so I, I think number one, I would say consistency over everything else. What can I do consistently, which brings us back to the conversation we just had on like, mm -hmm. mostly what do I enjoy? Yeah. Right? What do I find enjoyment in? That should be the main thing that you do. So if you love running, great. If you love biking, great. If you love lifting, great. You know, enjoyment, consistency. Um, the As far as the exercise components or setting things up, what I would say is your goal or aim is for most days of the week. That could be four out of seven. That's great. Fantastic. Five out of seven, if you want. Six out of seven, seven out of seven, whatever it is. But aim for the majority of, of the week. Um, number two, I think in terms of the exercise, the way I like to look at it is, as I mentioned earlier, most of it should be relatively easy. So it's enjoyable. If you can do it with friends, go for a walk, jog with friends, go to the gym with friends, even better. Makes it more enjoyable. Most of it should be easy. That could, again, be walks, jogs, bikes, easy lifting sessions, whatever it is, right? Most should be easy. Occasionally, once you've kind of got that foundation down, you should do something that, that challenges you a little bit, maybe a six or seven out of 10. I like to start with keeping it simple. After you've got your routine down, pick one day a week when you feel pretty good, do something kind of hard. That could be some intervals. That could be running up and down, um, you know, a hill. It could be some intervals on on the bike. It could be a hard circuit where you limit the rest. Could be any number of things. You could vary it up, which gets me to the other point: vary it up, right? Once you get the routine, vary up the challenges. What do I mean by that? Sometimes go short and fast. Sometimes go a little bit more moderate and steady. Sometimes go in between. Like the more variance you get on that kind of hard day, the the more you're going to be able to adapt your body in a, in a healthy way. And then the the last thing that I'd kind of add there for exercise, especially if you're kind of more endurance focused, you're the person who, you know, 
likes going for the walks, runs, jogs, cycling, what have you, is lift some heavy stuff <laughs> or like challenge yourself muscularly. That could be push-ups, right? Do that once or twice a week. Can be super simple. Doesn't have to be, again, doesn't mean you have to go to the gym, put a backpack on with some heavy stuff in it, do some squats with it. Could be body weight to begin with. Could be tag that into uh, into your cool down. Meaning if you went and jogged for 20 minutes at the end, just do a five to 10 minute circuit where you're doing some strength. I, I think that's really important for just kind of general fitness and health. And if you do that over the long haul, you're going to be in a good spot. And you gave a lot of great stuff in there. But again, I want to reiterate just this can be for all of 2024. So you can start those things. You can add those things on and just reminding people that starting with consistency is the most important thing. And so if that sounded like a lot, just do some of those things for the first couple of weeks. And then once you get in the, once you get the sort of, you've worked the groove over and over and it's starting to feel smooth and easy, then start adding on top of that. Yeah. I think that's a great way. The way I like to think of it is like, give yourself time to adapt so if you can, if, if for the first couple of weeks, all you can do is, you know, walk, jog four days a week. Great. Do it for four weeks. <laughs> Once you get to the end of those four weeks, say, okay, like what challenge am I going to add? Maybe then you add, you know, you make it more running and less walking, or you say, you know, one day a week, I'm going to, you know, do what Clay and Steve said and, and jog to the local park and do a circuit and add that circuit training in. Whatever it is, great. Then try and do that for the next three or four weeks. And the idea here is 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 twofold. A, we know that if we can make it part of kind of the routine for a couple of weeks, it tends to stick around. And then B, what you're doing is, you know, applying the simple principle of like stimulus and adaptation, right? When you change something, your body goes, hey wait a minute, we haven't done this before. We haven't been stressed in this way. And you got to give it a chance to adapt. You can't say, hey, I'm going to change everything every day or every week because your body will be like, well, I'm not going to adapt fully to that. If you give yourself enough time, you adapt, you grow from it, you go most of the benefits. And then you know, after a couple of weeks, you change it and you give your, your body a new way to kind of a new challenge to be adapted to. So again, long haul, you know, think of it over weeks, months, etc. And and again, it the the last part is it doesn't have to be like every three, four weeks or what have you. If you like structure, great, use it. If not, a good way to do it is just to say, "Hey, is this getting really easy for me? <laughs> right? Is this exercise or this routine like, you know?" so easy that I'm zoning out now and I don't have to pay attention and uh, it's just like simple and there's no challenge. That's often a good indicator that like I've adapted and maybe I need to throw something new, uh, a new wrinkle into the, into the routine. Yeah. That might be a time where somebody could sign up for a race, right? I find that that if I'm feeling like a little bit stuck or stagnant, that's something that gives me a kick in the kick in the butt in a good way. Um, yeah, they going back to the adaptation thing. I was just thinking about your your great line from the masterclass on exercise where you talk about working out is basically embarrassing your body, you know? And so it also goes back to the idea of kindness. Like that adaptation is going to take some time and so we need to, you know, if so if you if someone is embarrassed 
you'd be kind to them. You wouldn't try to embarrass them every day. You'd be gentle with, you know, adapting them to whatever stimulus is, is embarrassing them. Also, I know we've talked about this strictly through the lens of movement. If someone's listening, we probably have a fair amount of athletes and people who are consistent um, who listen to this. And so if you are feeling good about the way you're moving your body and you're just going to roll that into the new year, there are so many other ways, um, so many other aspects of health, obviously, that are important that you could focus on. I, for one, am not always good with my sleep, you know? And so like maybe you're focusing in the new year or, or rounding out this year and into the new year is I'm going to get seven, eight hours of sleep at least five days a week. You know, there's again, it could go back to food, eat mostly, what is it? What is it? Michael Pollan's? It's like, it's like yeah. most, mostly real food, yes. something like that. Yeah. But like, maybe you try to eat a little bit yeah. less processed food, you know, yeah. um, I'm a big ice cream guy. Maybe you cut back on the ice cream one night a week. So think holistically about it, I guess is my point. It doesn't all have to be through movement. Obviously we are big proponents of movement and movement is a very important part of your health, but there's so many different pillars to the the foundation of the house. So that feels pretty pretty good to me, Steve. Did we miss anything anything huge there? No, I think I think that's it. And I think the theme is, you know, when you you touched on it holistically, is I would just I would just look at, you know, don't try and do everything at once. It's yeah. kind of like with exercise, like pick something, yeah. you know, pick something and and say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to work on this and and keep everything that that else. Uh, the same. And and this applies to even if you're a lead athlete, if you if you try and optimize everything and become efficient on everything and do everything correct all at once, it's a recipe for disaster because generally what happens is you're spending so much time worrying about, okay, I'm trying to now have the perfect diet. I'm not trying now to, you know, get eight, nine hours of sleep. I'm now trying to improve my recovery score, whatever, you know, metric you you have. I'm trying to, you know, improve my threshold workouts and my speed workouts and my mileage and my volume. And you just drive yourself miserable because like there's no time to kind of relax, to shut off, to not worry about things. So um, don't bite off more than you can chew, like be good enough, which often means change or alter one or so thing at a time that you're kind of focused on. And if you do that over the long haul, you know, you look months down the line and, you know, you're going to be doing more things kind of right or well than, than you, than you were at the beginning. And that's all, that's what it's all about. Yeah. The two themes that jump out to me are kindness and consistency. I think those are great ways to think about finding a balance, right? It's really important to do, to pick the right amount so that you can do it consistently so that it becomes a sustainable and long lasting practice. And then also being kind to yourself and realizing that, you know, some days are, you're going to feel good. Some days you're going to feel bad. Some days are going to be right in the middle. Um, and yeah, just hanging on to those two things, I think will be good signposts heading towards the end of 2023 and into 2024. The world needs more kindness, Clay. That's a good place to end. The world needs more kindness. It's true. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Growth Question.